Welcome to another episode of Monster Deer Monster. I'm your host, Matt. And before we start, quick bit of admin. Um, one's a plea and two good, good bits of news. <laughs> uh, so the first one is a plea. If we're really wanting iTunes reviews or would love it if people would be able to spend a couple of minutes just writing us a, a nice review, hopefully, if we're doing the right thing, uh, just to you know, give us a bit more visibility and it's all really appreciated. So if you, you know, are able to go to iTunes, search for Monster Monster, leave us a review, it'll be much appreciated. Uh, and now on to the good bits of news. Uh, firstly, we've now got a T-shirt available. Woohoo! Uh, so if you're able to go to Monster Monster, a nice T-shirt or fancy a nice sticker or a hoodie, perhaps. Uh, I said, any, any, if you want to look fashionable and be the coolest kid on the block, uh, feel free to go and order yourself some lovely merchandise. And secondly, uh, we're also on or starting to put our podcast episodes onto YouTube. So for people that rather listen that way, as I said, if you go to YouTube, um, search for Monster Monster, you can see our, or eventually we'll see our full back catalogue of episodes. Right, on to the show. And this is a monumental show because for the first time in quite a few weeks, we've got the full crew in. Uh, hooray see can you feel the excitement can you can you no no okay <laughs> there's the tumbleweed <laughs> so <laughs> so that means to my left we have dave how are you doing sir i am i'm here i'm ready and i'm excited to be back with all of us together absolutely it's uh it's great i'm feeling it so that means to my right imp's got to be cameron how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Uh, this is my last item for a rather long weekend, but it is <laughs> so good to be back with both of you. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like ages since it's actually about since since you since you left us for quite a few times, Cameron. Yes, uh, yes, I'm sorry about that. We, uh, <laughs> but no, glad glad to have you back, and glad that you're committed. That you know you're you want, you're in need of your bed, and you're still here, <laughs> ready to talk. But, dear listeners, we've got another person. Recommendation, how are you? I'm good. Um, I'm about doom, but uh, other than others, it's a whole Sunday. Nice. And look, on cue, he has told us what we're talking about. Because we didn't know otherwise, to be fair. Um, (laughs) So, yeah. So, as Eric said, we're going to be talking about Doom again, which we did, obviously, a few weeks ago. This is our second episode. Um, where, like the first episode, we're going to go into a brief bit of background and obviously go into a bit more detail about certain monsters. So, we're all ready to rip and tear? Oh, yes. We all got huge guts to do it. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the, pre- in the previous Doom episode, me and Dave already spoke about our backgrounds. We, we won't bore you again with that. So, um, Cameron, what's your, what's your background on Doom? Have you... Have you done with it before? Uh, my background on Doom is rather simple and short-lived. Uh, I'm a lot younger than the other guys on the show, not to give away ages. So uh, <laughs> I missed... I, I was I was rather a wee child during sort of Doom's heyday, so obviously not appropriate for a small toddler at the time. <laughs> so I missed out on, missed out on all that. Uh, my first experience, I think, was... Probably 2010, 2011, I think I played Doom 3 a little bit, and it didn't really catch me. Um, and then it just kind of quieted down. You know, I played some old ROM hacks of the um, the older games, and I just got confused and lost, to be honest. <laughs> I couldn't work <laughs> out. Because, you know, I, I grew up with modern 3D first-person shooters, and uh, I just... Uh, the sort of not quite really 3D of the original Doom. It was so confusing to me. <laughs> and um, that, that uh, E3 2015 with Bethesda's reveal trailer for what became Doom Brackets 20, which was such an amazingly good game. And that was, there were, there were a lot of good games last year. That was like in probably the top three or four for me. It was an incredible experience. And Honestly, I've got to go back and try and learn my way into the first Doom at some point. <laughs> it's worth you, it. Definitely. What made you um, bounce off Doom 3? Which uh, is a common thing. 
Yeah, no, it, it felt a bit slow at the start. It was um the old version, so you couldn't have the uh couldn't have the light and a gun yeah. at the same time. So it became a game of I turn my light on, trying to remember where everything was and shoot roughly in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> turn the light back on. Is the room safe? No, try again. Right. Uh, a lot of people yeah. felt that. <laughs> mm, mm. Excellent. So that's uh, your background on Doom. Uh, so I got into Doom like in the last decade. Um, I didn't play it 3D usually back then. So later on, when I played Doom uh, regularly, I was doing it through the Z Daemon, uh, which is like an online uh, multiplayer like launcher for it. Uh, and I was playing a lot of the single player, single player wads that they put out there for people to play on the id games database uh, website. And I got into a bit of the map editing myself using the doom builder tool but nothing too complicated um and i've just been kind of running doom uh up until the 2016 version came out excellent see that's why we got you on the show eric to the war far experience <laughs> when it comes to the game no, I, I had a, yeah i had a similar experience with doom 3 uh, uh with cameron um where i didn't really get into it um thankfully they put out this BFG edition that allows you to walk and shoot them at the same, um, which, you know, made it a much easier game to play. I haven't finished Doom 3, um, but I, once I get my PC back up and running, I do plan to revisit it and uh, try to get through the BFG edition. Awesome stuff. Right. Cool. So that's it. We're now all up to date with our backgrounds. So, um, right, let's talk about monsters. Like that's what we do. Uh, Cameron. What is your choice of Doom Monster? Uh, well, I'm going to start us out big, perhaps a little too big. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my, my choice is that infamous creature, the Cyber Demon, uh, specifically 2016, obviously. Don't have experience with the earlier ones. <laughs> um, but no, th- this was a creature where, before I played Doom 2016, I heard about it, of course, because it's such sort of an iconic image i'd say in sort of just gaming over the last couple of decades you know it's you know doom was a massive game and i'd heard all about it even though i'd never ended up really Cyber demon was this big thing you know there's the giant goat monster with one arm and one leg missing replaced with metal and uh <laughs> then in doom 2016 they were really big uh, remember correctly and you, you know you go through you crawl through event in front of the whole pen and then there's just this little data pad but like we found a thing and messed up (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah no so it is an absolutely massive creature you know i'd say a minotaur silhouette you know sort of vaguely humanoid but with a big horned head and instead of a left arm you've got this giant rocket launcher laser combination and you've got a slightly augmented right leg in the doom 2016 version and it's got the um an argent accelerator in its chest i believe or accumulator not accelerator um and looking at the lore of this the uac had a project to try and bring back a demon they found in a few pieces in hell (laughs) their cyber demon reanimation project i'm very very a very good idea (laughs) um yeah apparently they sent a mad exhibition to the titans realm so that Area that's that giant dead demon in the game. And it is the petrified remains of a Balgar demon, an ancient shadow lord, only previously known from some tablets within the lore of the game. Uh, apparently they just in- they just initially tried to weld it back together for inspirational and educational display purposes. <laughs> but then fa- <laughs> I know, right? That's one hell of a Jurassic Park on crack. Yeah, they Jurassic Parked it. Um, and then they went, oh, but if we put the energy we're getting out of hell into this, it starts moving. Let, let, let's put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just give it an accumulator and wake its brain up, and then uh, everything went wrong because the second it started to wake up, it took control of the flow of energy and woke itself up completely. Uh, and the data pad ends with follower Jacobson sacrificed himself by luring it into holding pen six, where it has been permanently detained. <laughs> <laughs> uh good job jacobson uh yeah. but it's doom you're the doom guy uh you open the holding pen and 
it's this pair of giant, like, 30 or 40 foot tall doors. And it just begins to slide open, and then it is bashed open. You're grabbed by this massive figure that's a little indistinct at the time and thrown back into essentially an arena. <laughs> um, and the fight with Cyberdim begins. And I picked this for a couple of reasons. I picked it for appearance. It looks amazing in Doom 2016. It is so incredibly detailed, and it's got that really strong silhouette that really links back with the previous art designs for Cyberdemons. And two, it's a platformer puzzle, not quite a puzzle, but sort of a puzzle platformer genre-style boss in an FPS because all you have to do is run around jumping and dodging and avoiding attacks while continually doing damage. And it's just, it was a lot of fun. It was a really fun fight, you know? To paint the floor with all the targets and you're like, well, I can't step here, 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 here. There's one space in the entire room you can stand and as soon as you get to that space, it twirls around, tries to whack you over the head so you've got to duck or jump. Um, eventually, you know, you get it down. Uh, the Doom 2016 has the glory kill maneuvers and, you know, you run up, pull the arch and accumulate out of his chest. is like, no more power for the demon. Hooray. We ripped out the thing full of hell energy and it went critical and we are now back in hell where the demon can get energy just out of the air so it stands up and it's phase two did that take you by surprise it really did because uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the entire game up to that point is someone's flashing blue and orange you've won the fight <laughs> yeah that's, that's a end. good motto to live by <laughs> yeah yeah you know you run up you press the button you're like yeah yeah i get to watch me win the fight and you won the fight, and then winning the fight means you go to a place where you haven't won the fight. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he gets a couple new attacks. He puts up this sort of a pillar, uh, these two pillars or lines of uh, rocks and sort of traps you in a tight corridor where you've got to dodge rockets and these energy blasts that you have to jump up or duck under. And it's, again, that sort of platforming almost thing of I've got to jump around the boss, I've got to dodge, which is part of why Doom 2016 was so fresh because you just had to move all the time and you had to think about how you're moving, which was such a different thing for a shooter to do after all these years. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, it is incredibly uh, an incredibly fun fight. It's a little on the easy side, but uh, I never played above... Um, what was the one above normal? Was it just hard? I forget the names for all the different difficulties. I think it's ultra-violence. Yeah, that was yeah, it. Sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, yeah I, I played through on Ultraviolence, and it was not the hardest fight in the world. I think I died a couple times, but that's not the point of it. The point of it, it's this fresh, fun, fast-paced kind of fight that looks visually really, really great because you've got this kind of bland arena, but you're like, oh, this is really cool. There's all these different mechanics where I've got to dodge and I've got to duck and I've got to slide and all this. And then you get sent to the visually impressive arena you know, you're in this rocky spur in the middle of hell. There's clouds and lightning everywhere. Cyber demons pulling up these pillars of molten rock all over, the, all over the place. It looks great. And you get the great finishing move where you bash one of the horns off and cave in the front of its skull. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've won. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little more definite. <laughs> Yeah. No, it's, it, is a, it is an epic fight, and it it yeah. does get used to the different mechanics. It's 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 a very stylized fight. It's it, mm. like you said, it's not it's not challenging per se, is it? But it it definitely gets you thinking more about how to do. You know, and especially when you come to the later bosses as well, it's just it just yeah. adds layers to you know what's already slick gameplay so no and, and, and like you said the, the actual choice of you know the actual design on him is is fantastic really it's it, they've again because they, we were talking prior to the recording about yeah. the slight differences between the versions and such like and how they can be seen as a bit cartoony but not in some but again it, he's he's one of those sort of monsters where they've not they've got the balance right you know this is one of those monsters that they that could have been quite silly if they had you know gone a bit too far with the design on it but luckily they they didn't but um yeah so um dave what's your what's your take on the cyber demon uh this is a it's a pretty you know, it's an iconic uh enemy for this series it's sort of the penultimate boss um in the earlier games uh, aside from the giant hell demon face we get at the end of uh, doom 2 but um what i liked in this 
incarnation was it it almost was a nod um, back to the cooperative ending of Doom 3 where you're fighting uh, a cyber demon on a like a sort of raised um, platform and you get that feeling um, in that in the pen um, battle and yeah I think like you guys I told he was not expecting the uh, the part two and um, it definitely it ramped up the difficulty as far as you're you're basically in that laundry chute and <laughs> dodging rockets and you, you don't really get to make a mistake I this took a few attempts um, to, to clear that area and a lot of cursing <laughs> cursing at <the> stupid <laughs> stone walls um but as far as like the the design, it's it's really it's very evocative. You get that um, that sort of biomechanical um, horror uh, that, aside from maybe a few, very few of the other uh, the other monsters in, in the rest of the games, is is present. They're they're more organic. Um, this has that you know that melding of that this wall in, in this game it's a mis- the mistake of <laughs> combining <laughs> science and hell you know um and it's a it's probably their the the largest aspect of that um so yeah from a from a large perspective we don't really get anything um much in the other games but you you do um in do 2016 yeah absolutely I- Eric, what's your take on the Cyber Demon? Well, so there is like, uh, he's probably the most iconic monster in like all of Doom. Um, he shows up on the cover of Doom 2. He's a prominent boss in like, I think, episode two of the first game. Uh, like, I don't have a lot of history with Doom 3, but like he said, it's a, it's a boss monster in Doom 3. Um, he also gets like an origin story of sorts in the Doom PG like cell phone games. Where it's this, uh, it's this big demon thing that is like not cybernetically advanced at all, but like the main character stabs his leg off with a spear, and then he says he's going to come back for their descendants. Um, and so that's kind of uh, a retcon of like how he got cybernetically enhanced. But uh, the the scale is so massive in Doom 2016 that uh, you know he was the biggest. He was like the second biggest monster in like the original doom outside of the spider mastermind but the the he's like probably the biggest monster in doom 2016 altogether mm-hmm. um he's so towering and like so such a massive threat and you think it's over and it's not over and he features prominently in like promotional material for the game mm-hmm. alongside the revenant so like i think this as far as monster design goes this is probably their best foot forward um in Doom 2016, and for sure it was the best foot forward in the original games. Because <laughs> um, the other monsters, just the, the higher monsters than the Cyber Demon being the Spider and the Icon of Sin, uh, I, it's either just a wall that does nothing or um, just kind of a funky spider. Um, <laughs> like a big... We'll probably get into it later, but um, in any case, it's, it's definitely the... It's definitely the the monster of all monsters as far as this series goes. Yeah, it's definitely the poster child, isn't it, of, of the game franchise. And it literally is one of the poster childs. <laughs> you actually buy posters of the Cyber Demon if you so choose. Every time you boot up Doom 2, he shows up behind the title screen. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. He's, no, the, he's one of the, the monsters in this game, that, especially in the 2016 version, where they couldn't get this one wrong. You know, he's it's one of those that if they did get wrong, you know, it could have it could have really taken quite a lot off the game. Not from obviously from the actual gameplay itself, but the actual design. So it's one that I'm glad they got it right. <laughs> so no, it's uh, it's it's a fantastic design on this one. Um, is there anything anyone else wants to add? Talk about it? anything else, Cameron? Or uh, I I think I covered what I thought. And you guys brought up some good points too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're pro cyber demon. I'll add a short bit. Uh, in Doom Two, um, this is has one of the most iconic, not to, not just visually, but the um, the audio cues 
uh, for the the Cyberdemon tromping around and it's kind of like uh, clarion trumpet call that it um, that it makes. Uh, there's a few levels where you you hear it long before you see it and you just know that you're gonna have, you're, you're in a you're in for a bad time because you just hear that <laughs> you know it's somewhere in the in the distance in the level and you're just kind of waiting and waiting for it to, to show itself um, and that's the feeling I got from uh, uh, Doom 2016 was the the whole game, or at least you know up through the, the midpoint. Um, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the reveal of the, yeah. um, the Cyber Demon. I think more than any of the other uh, monsters. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. It, I like you. I, when I was going through it, you, you just know it's inevitable. Not if it's when <laughs> for a lot of these creatures. So no, it, and, and the good thing is it, it doesn't let it down either. It, even just the the fact how you come across this, the cyber demon where it you know grabs you and chucks you into the arena you know you've got a fight on your hands it's it's so well designed so no good excellent well done cameron your work is done <laughs> thank you thank you i'll see you all have a life <laughs> yeah go to bed cameron <laughs> catch you all later later have a good one uh, Eric, what was your choice of monster for this one? So I went with the uh, Baron of Hell, which is probably the most uh, in in the series. He's probably the most generic looking demon, or at least Aww. it's like, yeah, <laughs> he's he's the he's the red skinned stepchild. <laughs> um, in uh, in Doom twenty sixteen, he they kind of save him for the Hell level. I think it's Kattinger's Sanctum, um, and he's. He's already fighting a bunch of other monsters when you chance upon him uh, later in the level, um, and he's he's huge. He's like fifteen feet tall. He's well way higher than he was in like the other games. Mm-hmm. Um, and Doom twenty sixteen, uh, like the Cyber Demon we just talked about, and a bunch of other monsters, really expands the vocabulary that a monster has. Um, for instance, the Cyber Demon in the last one just had rocket launchers, but has all these other cool moves and. The Baron, uh, in the original games, he just had a punch move and fireball. And now they've given him this, like, giant, like, leap attack, which allows him to cover a lot of distance really fast. And so when he shows up, he's, like, unless he's distracted by other monsters like he is in the first time, um, especially later in the game, he's got to be the primary focus. Absolutely. Because he's just so massive and powerful. Um <laughs> His design, even though it's uh, generic uh, throughout the series and somewhat in this game, uh, his face is really weird. Um, he's got like a weird, uh, he's just no nose at all, and he has no lips at all. So his mouth, his teeth are just kind of poking out in the front, and his eyes are off to the side. And they just, they, there's no pupil or iris or anything, not that you're going to get close for any monster, but it's just an orb of green, like glow. And he just looks perpetually just incredibly angry. <laughs> um, a, bit, a bit like when Dave's posting his uh, pictures on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He's just, he's also got this weird, like, I was looking at a picture of him before we started, and he's got, like, a weird, like, double chin, but not in the way where it's, like, a vertical chin. It's, like, two spikes poking out of the bottom of his uh, skull, which is supposed to kind of, I think he's supposed to look like a, like a cow or a goat or something like got wrapped in pink, like flesh. <laughs> it's really strangely shaped. I was like prepping for this episode and staring at his face and it's just like everything else about him is like generic, like slash goat demon face just looks, <laughs> and I, I should move on before this becomes my entire spiel. <laughs> um, <That's all> good. <laughs> um, so like a lot of the other doom enemies uh, like we talked about start getting like cybernetically enhanced or they don't look like generic so even though he like even though he gets like a generic label it is kind of refreshing to see it because you do show up in like hell and you see a bunch of like really like odd designs and like a lot of demonic symbols so he's like he's your kind of like anchor point that like hey this is hell because here's this giant demon 
um, and you want to you want to start like collecting power weapons like the chainsaw gas and the BFG and stuff because they will show up in like a bunch of they'll show up in like groups or in like giant gangs later in the game and it'll you'll want to make sure these guys go down fast absolutely yeah um, so they 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 have a bit of lore in here of the game they're I'm gonna pause and start over there. <laughs> uh, the lore for these guys in the game is that they're a like highest demon among the Hell Knights. So they're they're linked to the Hell Knights just like they were in the old games, but their design is so drastically different. Um, and they have uh, they talk about the Hell Energy fireballs um, and some tethering operations uh, stuff. But there's the the really interesting thing to pull from the lore apparently serve as royal guards to the unknown dark lord of the fourth age which as far as i know gets um i don't think that gets any other traction in any other lore entries i haven't really checked but uh they say that the royal guards have gotten significantly more powerful and therefore the dark lord must also be getting much more powerful and there's just, I don't know, there's kind of a hanging thread there that might show up somewhere else, but it's its mostly just to kind of give you the idea that these Barons of Hells are supposed to be, like, really high-level enemies, and you don't need the lore to tell you that. They're giant monstrosities. <laughs> and uh, they, they show up in Doom like the very original Doom. So they're kind of a legacy monster and they show up in pairs as a boss in the first episode. But uh, they they took Doom 3 like out of the resume. So the Hell Knight was the only one there. So it is nice to see them come back. No, the, you're right. I mean, the, the, the Barons, they're, they're very intimidating, aren't they, in this game? I find them, like you said, they're, they're definitely one the one enemy you want to get rid of first in any of the situations because they they're so aggressive i mean that's you know obviously it's an aggressive game anyway but they're particularly aggressive compared to a lot of the other monsters uh you're right the design on them is 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 generic but i don't consider that necessarily a bad thing i think the fact that you know they they are an archetype of you know, anything hell related with the horns, the, the hooves, the red skin, it, you know, it is very stereotypical, but I think it plays nicely in to, you know, and it also show, it also makes some of the more unique uh, enemies even more unique by, you know, in comparison to the barons. But you're right, the, the, the head is, the head and face is quite odd. <laughs> it's a, a slight odd I'm, choice. I'm sorry for rooting it for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never look at him in the same way. <laughs> but it's, it's, yeah, you're right. It is a slight odd choice the way the, the design of the, the face. But, you know, again, I suppose, it, again, it doesn't look silly, again, compared to some of the others that could have looked silly as well. Um, I mean, Dave, what do you think of the, the Barons of Hell. Uh, I'm, I really enjoy that they um, differentiated them like utterly uh, from the Hell Knights. Uh, you know, as you, as Eric mentioned, they're pretty much just a palette swap um, in their original incarnation um, from the, the Hell Knights. But the the Hell Knight is basically making a return appearance from. Um, Doom Three. It's a slimmer, more more muscular build um, in 2016, uh, whereas the the Baron is is, is far larger um, than the Hell Knight. And yeah, that that first encounter is probably the the one of the cooler um, little set pieces you you run into. And um, I don't know. I I remember <laughs> that took a few attempts as well. Yeah, definitely. That go around. Yeah, you're right. That set piece where he's he's fighting the other enemies is really good. It's it, and again, I, I know, and it, it's good that they carried that on from the original. So you, in in the, you know in Doom one and two, etc., you had where you know where monsters would fight other monsters, and it's yeah, it's good that they've carried that on, and and it makes sense actually because is it the first time you see enemies fighting enemies in this one? I think it would I think be. You can trick them. 
Right. Okay. This is the first like lore. This is the yeah. first like instance where it's a purposeful design. Yeah, I'd say so. And it and it makes perfect sense for it to be the to be the Barons because it's the Baron of Hell because it's you know again such an aggressive. It's it's literally reminds me of a you know so silly, but it reminds me of a wrestler sort of just fighting it like come on, I'll take everyone on. It's just they're just that sort of enemy. It's just it's again it feels it feels so in t- you know in in line with everything else that's happening in this game. It's a really it's good choice, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, fair point. Fair point. Um, so yeah, um, any any more to say on the Barons of Hell? Uh, I'm good. Okay, cool. Right, we'll move on. And Dave, it's your choice. What have you picked? It's me. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry, did I catch you? No, no, you just. Um, so I've gone with the pinky. So this hey. is the the bull demon. Um, I guess according to the uh, old uh, Dune Bible codex, um, it's affectionately I guess been dubbed the pinky um, demon throughout the series, and uh, it's called such in the in the novels. That's I guess where you get your first um, lore um, exposition on a lot of these monsters. Really, it's, it's from those. Um, not the greatest <laughs> novels when they when they came out. But, you know, they're, they're a little bit of fun, but that's kind of the extent of it. Um, I guess about the same as the games are really. Um, so the the Pinky Demon, the the lower specific entry um, in 2016 reads as such: uh, the UAC research indicated that the Pinky has limited vision and therefore depends mostly on its sense of smell being able to detect various types of pheromones. The pinky was first discovered on an expedition catalogued as MTC 2146-351. Like these, they read like star dates, even though it's I guess, the year <laughs> and the, the number of the expedition. Um, where it was found that pinkies are sometimes consumed by the other demons as a delicacy. Uh, that's really interesting given... Um, this sort of redesign that they've done um, in 2016 with the demon. So in game, um, it plays out that they're armored. They're heavily armored on the front of their bodies. It's sort of like a, I don't know, maybe an insect chitin um, base where it's just harder, harder flesh uh, over there. I guess delicious insides, <laughs> like a crab. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a crab or an angry turtle that moves really fast um what i did like visually uh as opposed to their original just sort of smooth shark body in um in the first doom one and two or i guess yeah they are one and two um they're utterly like they're smooth but in this they're horned like their their teeth sort of like a shark um are on the outside of their mouth as well as on the inside. And then they have various tusks and horned uh, protrusions on their back and their, their elbows. Um, all the better to like collide and batter you with, because that's what these, these guys are basically battering rams. Um, they do a little charge and dash across the, the map to, <laughs> to smash into you. And, um, your tactic, I guess, for these for dispensing with these guys is basically circle strength and getting around to the rear and uh, you know getting down to work, <laughs> doing some damage. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're a lot of fun, I guess, to fight um, when it's a maybe a one on one. Not so much when there's other other demons around because you're constantly keeping an eye on these guys and not letting them bash you into the wall or, you know, catch you on some bit of, uh, landscape. Um, what I do like is you're the first time you fight these guys, you're really kind of just seeing their glowing eyes. Um, and I, I believe you pick up a, a data pad, um, talking about them first, sort of giving you this, um, expectation, you know, you're, you're aware that something's coming up and, um, I don't know. It's a sort of again a, a neat set piece. They, Doom sixteen or twenty sixteen uh, does a really good job of introducing uh, all of its monsters. Each of them sort of gets their time in the spotlight. Uh, you know, just 
they're not just a face in the crowd uh, until later uh, on in the game. What did you guys think? Yeah, um, no, I'd, I'd agree. They're they're <laughs> to me they're quite a, especially in the first games, they're quite a goofy design compared to the <laughs> some of the other monsters. I mean. Like I said, the, the the gaping mouth, the the sort of slightly hunched over. Um, they're, they're one of those ones that I must admit, when, especially when I saw the first appearance in 2016. Even though, like I said, you could predict that they were going to be introduced at some point, they just it, as soon as I saw it, and especially when it charges you, it it just made me smile. There's just that something. They just they're just that little funny sort of monster in this game that I I don't think couldn't be in the game, even though. Like I said, obviously it's it's supposed to be you know semi serious game, but it's always got those little uh, comedic moments. I just think the, the the way they're designed, the way they move, just like I said, it's just they're just funny. It's just they they introduce, especially in twenty in twenty sixteen version, they introduce that whole you know sidestep in you know the, the fact that they charge etc. It, it may you know it's just again it just adds another dynamic to uh, to the games, but. It, yeah, I, I, I just think they're a classic design, really. Um, what do you think, Eric? Well, so the the demons in the original one uh, were... They didn't have any armor, of course, and they had a uh, what's referred to as a low pain threshold, which means that they're uh, the easiest to stun. So, like, every attack will stop them where the cracks. And so they're one of the few monsters that you have to waste ammunition on. If you have a chainsaw or fists, you can take them out really quickly and not take any damage. Um, and they're they're kind of just there to be uh, like an obstacle that you need to move through or move around. And so in the 2016 version, um, they make them a much more formidable like opponent. And they make, they make it so you have to deal with these guys because if you're not paying attention and their charge goes off, it does a ton of damage. Mm-hmm. And they make these things invisible later, which is even more <laughs> crazy. Um, I think, like, I don't remember if, like, the effects on weapons, like the lock-on or stuff, like how that interacts with the invisible ones. But um, one tactic you could that I've found works is to lock onto them, wait till they charge, and then uh, get at them so the rockets will hit their back. Yeah. Um, or just basically just try to avoid their hit because their back is totally like exposed um, and is how you're going to be doing a lot of damage. And they're like, they're, they're, they're just such a joke in the first few games. <laughs> and it's, it's, you know, it's sad to see that the joke is, is no longer there in, in full, but it is, it turned into something that's way more like powerful. And I yeah. think it, it works pretty well with the design of the game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and when you get to the slightly, well, even more chaotic parts of the towards the end of the game, where you know, the game's obviously throwing pretty much every monster at you throughout, they just add that another dynamic. They're just another thing to consider. So you, you know, when you've got the arenas where you're dealing with barons of hell, revenants, um, and just the general fodder, and you've got them in the mix as well, it's just it's just another you know another design choice that works really well it just like you know it's just another thing that you've got to consider uh to deal with um you're right i think that like i said they they were much more silly and, and jokey in the first couple of games and that like i said it's slightly not the case in doom 2016 but i think for people that have played the originals and like i said earlier where it's sort of it still brought a bit of a smile to my face. It was more reminiscing of the, the first games as yeah. opposed to their design in this one. Uh, cool. Okay. Um, anything else to talk about, Pinky? Uh, I, I would. Um, in their first few appearances, they're one of the, if not the only, um, monster that is the same speed or um, depending on the difficulty, faster than the player. Um, they are the fastest uh, monster in the, uh, I guess, the, the, the Pantheon, or not really a Pantheon, they're not gods, um, in the, <laughs> the bestiary, that makes more sense, um, <laughs> of uh, the original Dooms. And um, what is also neat is their, their pathing is weird, and they'll wander around, um, just kind of aimlessly, you know, chewing at, at air, um, looking for the next meal. Um, and what I did like about the, the specter is the invisible 
version um, in the original incarnation. I want to say it shows up in um, Doom 2 first. But uh, the the visual cue um, on the specters is like clearly modeled after um, a cloaked uh, predator, and I just I don't know for some reason that made it my favorite monster um, from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're very they have a, a dark hue to their invisibility in the original game. So if you if you spot one in like a lighted area, it's no problem. But if you're in a dark area, they are just. Yeah, they blend away. It. <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're the only man, enemy in the first uh, couple of Doom games that has melee as their single attack. Um, everything else, I think, either has a gun or a fireball. Um, yeah, I don't remember the other ones yeah, anything else has melee. Um, even the, uh, the the Revenant, which we talked about briefly um, last episode, has that uh, roundhouse. Uh, punch you in the face move. <laughs> yeah. Jump. Yeah. They look so just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, just talking through all these monsters, it's, it just highlights that even though they've got the common theme, especially these ones where they're, you know, they're all demons, they, they, they have certain characteristics that they share. They're so different in their own ways. You know, again, compare the, you know, to the pinky to, to barons of hell, you know, they're, they're similar in the sense that they're both aggressive. They both will run at you and, you know, they both share, like I said, similar characteristics, but they're still so different in their own ways. And I think, again, that's such, it's, it's commendable, you know, for the, for the designers of this game, really. There's a, there's a great scale that you uh, can run through when you're kind of looking at all the monsters that uh, makes it, uh, very effective when you're kind of producing your own map or you're trying to get your own like mod going that you you can kind of see this straight line uh, where you have like these weak monsters and you know like this guy has this ability so we'll place him here and all that kind of stuff it's it's really a it shows that there's a great tool set available oh absolutely yeah yeah it's yeah it, it shows and and like I said for for people that are on the 2016 version using what we were talking earlier about before the recording about snap map and such like they can be you know they, they have so much utility in these monsters as well and again just the fact that i think again it's one of those like i said earlier where when it gets chaotic especially towards the end parts of the games and obviously what people make on on snap map and such like there could be a real mess if they didn't get this right with the way the way the, these enemies uh, you know, perform their attacks and and interact with each other, but they they've got it done. They've got it done so well. <laughs> it's you know, it's really commendable. So no, it's it's good. Absolutely, um, big shoes to fill, but I think they filled them. <laughs> they certainly did. <laughs> right. Uh, anything else you want to say about Pinky? I'm good. Cool, Dave. You think? I'm good. You've... Excellent. Hey. Uh, right. So the last monster will be my choice and i have picked the spider demon slash spider mastermind the uh, another iconic uh, enemy from this game and well most well known for being the final boss in well in 2016 and the the originals i, I picked this one because it's a bit of a mystery at times because the the lore for the before I go any further, I'm going to call it Spider Mastermind, even though it's called Spider Demon. I'm going to call it Spider Mastermind because that's the the, the more relevant uh, name for it. But the the Spider Mastermind it doesn't have a massive amount of lore on it, really. It's even in well, I would say in the, the UAC report FVS one EC three F, which I said off the top of my head, um, <laughs> it says that you know that that the spider Mastermind is a, a mystical demon that is largely unknown um it's 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 got a great line actually in the uh, towards the end of the the part on it uh carried in the mind of all who follow fed from the blood of those who fell made with uh, bone of rock iron steel and sinew a mighty god to rule over all the other gods one becomes two become legion i love that last line it's fantastic it's um which I mean, it, it pays reference, especially to 2016, where uh, Olivia Pe- Olivia Pierce becomes uh, sacrificed <laughs> to become the Spider Mastermind. Um, the going back to the name change, the 
Spider Demon was the name of it in the first game, whereas I think from the second game onwards, they, re- they decided to make it a bit more interesting because I think they sort of realised that Spider Demon was a bit generic and boring, so they, giant- they changed it to the Spider Mastermind. Um, and so we, with when should we cut? I think the introduction of it, especially in 2016, was great. I mean, again, I think it was one of those, like the others, where you even if you went in blind to 2016, you pretty were certain that it was, well, I certainly was anyway, where it was going to be the final boss. Um, I just, I love the design of it. I think it's, compared to some of the others anyway that we've spoken to, I think it's got a much more detailed appearance uh especially in again in the 2016 version it's uh, you, going back to the actually before i go any further going back to the uh the original one in the original games which is mentioned elsewhere i meet when i first came across it i like a lot of people thought of krang from New, Nin, teenage mutant ninja turtles <laughs> Absolutely. You, you can you can not could you it's it's one of those where you uh, you can clearly see it's a reference like we said before where it's a lot of the monsters are you know a dnd uh inspired and such like that you can you can see where they got this from you know for you know for people that have watched teenage mutant ninja Turtles, you'll def- you would uh, definitely get it um you know where it's it's quite funny actually seeing the two versions so the old the original version compared to the 2016 version because the original version looks literally like a little brain with hands popped into a seat with very rigid mechanical it's all legs which they look literally off the, the bottom of a the foundations of a steel building <laughs> literally they you could tell where they're li- they they're very very straight very generic um and then apart from the uh, obviously the, the minigun on the front of it um it's i found it again especially in the original i found it quite an imposing enemy um even though i did find it quite comical and again putting aside the krang reference i i did think it was quite a comical uh, enemy to deal with it, it's quite funny actually as well that even though it's called the spider demon or spider mastermind the it's quite a funny name because it's it's only got four legs in, and in both versions, it's got two hands and four legs. So um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a, a insect mastermind. Yeah, exactly. Which wouldn't really have the same impact. I mean, it's one of those where it's, it's only when you look closer at it, you realize that's actually the case because, you know, again, it's one of those where if you saw it, especially the, the, the 2016 version, you, you, you know, you could easily see the spider, uh, similarity but it's funny actually when you look at looking back at the original spider mastermind or spider demon isn't really that applicable a name for it really because it doesn't really look (laughs) to me it doesn't really a brain on stilts it's it's, it's, you know that's how i look at it it's uh, an odd choice of name i can see where they were going with it whereas the 2016 version does look more spider-like. Um, but the 2016 version, I think, I find much more interesting because it's it's almost like a cross between the you know the brain of the original, but they sort of put it in a in a in a suit that you'd see see out of the Crisis games. It's sort of it's it's fully armored. Um, it's now rather than you know stilts like it had in the in the its initial incarnation. It's now got uh you know claws it's you know it is a much more detail in its face obviously because it was a more recent is you can now see it's got a um an armored metal spine going down the middle where you didn't really have that in the original um and now and now the gun the its weapon is now underneath it as opposed to being directly on what would be effectively its chest level um like I said, I, I just find the design on it fantastic. I think as a end boss, it definitely has a lot of impact. Um, I think as well that one of the bits I found interesting when reading through the lore is that the Spider Demon is or Mastermind is considered the higher the higher ranking tactical commander of all the demons. So even though we covered the cyber demon earlier, which is actually considered the more powerful demon, whereas the spider mass mind is theoretically not as powerful. Um, 
it's because it's of well supposed superior intellect then it's considered the you know the overall commander of the uh, of the demons which you know i can i can i can understand that i mean i suppose in the case of the 2016 version where olivia pierce is you know is sacrificed to become you know as the key holder to become the the spider mastermind i think that you know you could say that her knowledge and and uh, is you know is absorbed into the mastermind therefore you know will potentially become more uh, more knowledgeable and uh, more cunning than than the other demons such as the barons who just like charging people so yeah it's uh, is a good choice um so yeah so dave what's your thoughts on the spider mastermind uh i liked the original incarnation i think Maybe because I played it so many times that that's <laughs> just feels like the version that um, should exist. Uh, it's okay. more, I think, on the face. If it was a little bit more humanoid, um, it might have more impact. It's specifically, when it's you know it's based off of uh, Pierce's um, willing or unwilling <laughs> sacrifice to become this this monster. Um, you know her. Lore wise, um, I don't know if she got, you know, the, the end of the bargain that she was uh, expecting. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think if it hewed a little bit more toward that human aspect, it would be a more visually imposing um, creature. Uh, one of the early very Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, um, I guess <laughs> it's a little, a little more. A little more crying, a little less person. <laughs> in um, my, I think my favorite encounter um, over the course of the series is in um, Doom Two, where there's uh, who the hell is it? Sixteen, maybe. Um, there's you, there's an arena, and you go into the level, and it's basically two platforms in the center with. One has a um, spider mind on it, and the other has a cyber demon, and you're just racing around trying to avoid rockets and or um, large Vulcan cannon um, fire uh, trying to chew you up. And you can, um, of course, get them to uh, shoot each other, uh, (laughs) which is the better way to take out that um, particular encounter. Yeah. Well, I mean, the earlier games, you could, I said you could get the cyber demon and the spider demon to to fight each other and i think in both both or scenarios where that could happen i think one could win over the other so i know that sort of slightly contradicts what said a minute ago of of where the the cyber demon is the tech you know is theoretically the the better monster for you know if, in a one-on-one fight but yeah shows that you know they, she the uh, the mastermind's got the tactics as well uh eric what's your take on the spider mastermind well so the uh it kind of reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Captain N, uh, the yeah, like, yeah. really weird <laughs> rendition of Mother Brain. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, I can see some Mother Brain in there, and I can even kind of see, uh, especially in the original one, uh, it kind of looks like Sinistar's face with, like, the fangs. Um, and I, the vocabulary thing, like I said, for other monsters is very widely expanded in twenty. 20- like a like a laser like if i'm remembering correctly she has she messes with the arena she has like some laser thing uh she's got her chain gun um it's definitely a much more like active boss fight kind of in the same vein as the cyber um there's they they call her the mastermind um in i think it was as soon as doom 2 and they've even been Doom one, but I don't remember where Spider Demon came in. the The lore thing is that apparently the Spider Mastermind was the entity that orchestrated the attack on Mars in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's I think why you're going after him. Um, I don't remember who says to for Hell to go to Earth, but uh, in any <laughs> case, uh, you definitely get the sense that that she's a tactician. Um, and I think it's it's very fitting for Olivia Pierce to turn into the spider mastermind at the end of 2016. Like if you think about what's driving you like through each of the levels, like you're the whole reason hell is showing up on Mars. Why? Like you need to go to hell and 
like mess shit up is because um the like Olivia has been uh has been opening this portal and talking to these demons and she's kind of driving this uh invasion in Mars. Uh she's she's is kind of in a way uh perhaps not intentionally, but um she is the mastermind behind the events of Doom. And so for her to transform into the spider mastermind is you know perhaps a little like weird and i think the design is a bit silly on the mastermind scene it is thematically appropriate yeah no I'd, I'd agree i think it's it's yeah you're right i think that even though like i said the design choice debatable but i think you're right it's what it, she is a personification of of the you know the demon version of her which you know arguably is the spider mastermind so no i think i think you're right i think that thematically it fits and it makes perfect sense so and it's yeah. quite so i mean it's quite I, th- I like the i like the scene where she does change into the mastermind it's it's a bit of an odd one because obviously she gets swallowed up into the ground and then gets you know and then one one leg at a time gets uh you know, emerges from the ground. I think, you know, it's, I think it's an imposing, again, you got to think of it from a gameplay point of view as well. You know, it's obviously for impact and, and such like, but I think it works. I, you know, and I must admit, I found a, uh, it took me quite a few goes. <laughs> I was, uh, I was almost close to rage quitting on the mastermind. It was a bit. It's a, a toughie. Yeah. Frustra- what? Yeah. Until you work out the, the pillar, you know, situation yeah. It's uh, it's quite a frustrating fight. So yeah, no, I, I think yeah, again, yeah, again, another iconic monster. I think uh, a lot of the, yeah, I think a lot of the silliness with a lot of these monsters. The one is just it, it's partly kind of a technical limitation because they had to make like clay sculptures of these things of and like photograph them in a bunch of different angles. So unfortunately, like a spider, which is like supposed to be this like spindly, like very like. Uh, you know, its creepiness factor kind of comes. It, a lot of that creepiness is undercut, either intentionally or unintentionally, in the first Doom, and very much like undercut. Again, not sure if it's intentionally or unintentionally. Sixteen version. Yeah. Um, but I think the I think the goal was more to make this recognizably the Spider Mastermind, and yeah. so they they kind of had to sacrifice a bit of the. Um, they had to make it as silly as it is in order to say, hey, like, this is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, like I said earlier about the fact that it's only got four legs, uh, you know, compared to what there's a spider having eight, it, it, I think realistically it wouldn't have worked with eight legs. You know, I think that especially how the size of it compared to you when, you know, especially in the, you know, the in the 2016 version where you're literally under its legs. I think if, yeah, if you had, you know, another four legs in there as well. It just, it just wouldn't work. You just wouldn't have any space. I think there's, there's spacing as part of the design choice there because it is quite a, you know, quite a small arena as well. So for sure, yeah, yeah four is a good number for those things. <laughs> maybe yeah. there's some. I haven't looked at it like close up. Maybe there's some vestigial limbs that make it a spider on a technical level, but that's that's a weak a weak move. Yeah, it's a no. Spider. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, if you look at both versions, they've, they've got four, four legs and two arms, which are a bit more prominent in the, the original version. And they're very pathetic little arms as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's all part of the, you know, the design choice on that one. But, uh, yeah, so uh, that's the, uh, the Spider Mask one. Um, anyone else got any comments or have we all said what we want to say? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Cool. Uh, Lovely. Yeah, I'm good. Other than uh, what I did miss with um, 2016 was the inclusion of the Arachnatrons. Uh, that's one of my favorite, just like little miniature enemies um, in yeah, the, sure. the original um, series. Uh, they're running around with those yeah, plasma cannons mounted to the front of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a good number of Doom 2 enemies that kind of didn't make the cut. Um, like you don't see the archvile, you don't see the arachnotron, and uh, there's also quite a few that um, you know got carried over into 2016, Gibbous and uh, All Night, and so I think they there's there's not a lot of new enemies in 20. Um, 
but it, it is nice to see how much they were. One of the casualties, unfortunately, was the Erectrons. Yeah. For, for, yeah. for better or worse. I don't know. It might have been interesting to have if they had downsized them a little bit and um, just have a little bit of quicker enemy that you had to definitely take out quickly because the the range that they're capable of operating and the speed of their, their plasma cannon. Um, yeah, some wall crawling would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a little bit they could have they could have done with that, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to complain when the rest of the product is perfectly <laughs> serviceable. Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's it's purely design choice. I mean, they they probably realised they couldn't put them all in, so they've had to obviously cut yeah. some out. That they that they've they probably in probably in their head they probably picked the best of the best. You know, whether we we all agree or disagree with that, but that's probably how they put it across. And and again, because of how chaotic the you know the game gets, they probably maybe didn't include some because it wouldn't work. Because it affect you know because as you get progress through the game, you're in, like you said, every monster is given its own little entrance, and then obviously it gets layered and layered. You know where they get combined, and then you know you get towards the end of the game where they're throwing pretty much all of them at you. There's probably that's one of the reasons. There's probably some in there that you thought there's no point, or it's going to unbalance it in some sort of way, or you know I don't know. Only they can answer it, but I imagine that's probably what what it's to do with really. Yeah, the uh, Archvile was a pretty like annoying monster to face in the like in Doom Two. So they did kind of like put they gave you a gimme with the Summoner, who has like some similar instances but can't revive monsters and. I'm just reminded of this uh, saying I've heard about design, which is that a design is done not when there's nothing left to add, but when there's nothing left to take away. Yeah, and I mean, they yeah. they updated, uh, for all intents and purposes, the arch file to something that was more usable um, in this. Yeah. Um, you know, pulling sure. new monsters in is a, little, is a little different than reviving ones um, that you'd already killed. Uh, especially, I think, because you're operating on the the glory kill system, um, it may have been more more difficult to implement that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think as well, talking to glory kill, the glory kill on the uh, mastermind as well. It's, it's actually the only one you see where they use where the you as a doomslayer use a weapon. You know, where you use your foot to open it at its mouth and then shove a BFG. <laughs> Even though I do wonder why or how the, using the BFG that close that you don't end up taking part of yourself out at the same time, but never mind. A lot of space <laughs> inside the brain, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, that, well, it's, it is, it's it, great. Yeah, there. she's an airhead. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, because well, you see, actually, when you actually looking at the photo here, actually, when you, you literally blow the brain like straight through, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah, lovely, nice, cool. Right, okay. Well, I think that's uh, all our monster choices done now. Um, does anyone else have anything to say Doom-related? Check out the Snap Map. Check out the Snap Map, I guess. It's fun. I don't have anything that I've produced, but it's a lot of, uh, a lot of really great community content. Uh, if you have the time, there's a ton of uh, Doom content going back to the original games. And, uh, Doom is really, really cheap on Steam. Uh, it is it is absolutely worth your time to go. Yep, I definitely agree on that one. It's it's, it's weird, actually, because it's one of those games where uh, every now, you know, when I'm looking at the games in the shops now, Doom is always so cheap. And, it's you know, well, over here in the UK, you can pick it up new for about, I know, ten pounds, which you know, obviously would be probably the dollar equivalent uh, of your way. And it, it, you know, for 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 how much it costs, it's such a bargain. It's one, you know, it's one of those where you know it's so worth. You know, for the whole package, you've got a fantastic single player. You've got a multiplayer, like you said. Well, I'm, I'm not. I don't have much experience, but I know Eric. He was saying that you know, it's it's definitely worth your time, especially now they've they've given all the DLC, so effectively what was in the season pack is passed. You got yeah, a snap map on, you know, not designing one, but just to test them out. And there's some really good, you know, really well thought out designs out there. And you know, and it shows that even though this game, you know, is obviously almost a couple of well, 
you know, getting on a bit now in, in gaming terms, uh, it's been out a while that there's still obviously a community there for it, which is fantastic, really. So, no, if you haven't got it, go pick it up. Absolutely. And the original games will outlive the... Duh. They put a lot of stuff in there to keep it going for as long as... Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right. Okie dokie. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll wrap up now um thanks eric thank you for so much for being on today's episode it's been great having you on it's been we can thank jeremy for recommending you it's you did a good a job <laughs> now i'm glad you've enjoyed it it's, it's been really say, great having you on um so where can uh, people find you on the so, internet yeah so i'm on twitter mostly i don't really have a website or anything else um so i'm at uh, at p-l-a-i-s on Twitter where I mostly just uh, talk about stuff that doesn't matter on my dogs, but uh, <laughs> I, I do like talking about doom. So I'm always available. If somebody wants to talk. some doom. Excellent. And uh, Dave, where can people find you on the internet, which may be in the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as, as always, um, it'll be in the show notes, but uh, if you phonetically like to search for me, it's <laughs> at <laughs> sentianot underscore plus uh, on Twitter. Um, that's that's primarily, and I'm not moving anywhere else. Um, Excellent. Uh, and you can find me at NinjaBadger7, number seven, also on Twitter. Um, and Cameron, who was obviously on earlier, who had to disappear, he's uh, at night with with no K underscore Twitter. So as I said, feel free, add, follow, talk to us. Um, always welcome. Uh, so yeah, so that's another episode. And like I said at the start, um, you know, if you're able to leave any iTunes reviews, it'll be very much appreciated. Uh, any feedback in general, anything you like, anything you don't like, anything you want to see. Again, never feel that you can't do that because we're always welcome to hear it. Uh, again, check out, our uh, previous episodes on youtube as well if that's your preferred way of listening to it um and also lastly said go to tpublic.com and you can check out our great t-shirt uh so yeah so thanks for listening everyone to another episode of monster monster bye everyone bye bye have a good night